Welcome to the Workplace Chameleon. This is Dr. Selena. Delegate. Oh, what a word. Delegation. Delegate. It is a topic that when I do leadership workshops always seems to come up. Why? Oh, because it means letting go. It means giving up control. It means helping someone else learn. Ah, what's that mean for us? I know in a very short conversation with you, I could sit down and say, would you ever intentionally hold somebody on your team back from learning new things? And you would look at me in awe going, of course not. Why would you ask me that? I would never intentionally hold anybody back because you know why? You know why I know that about you? (laughs) Because if you're tuned into this podcast and you like hanging out with me, I know you want to do this well, which means, of course, you don't want to hold anyone back. But here's our challenge. When we don't teach people, when we don't give them next level assignments, when we don't stretch them in new directions, we're holding them back. When you step into a leadership role, you can't do all of the work you used to while taking on new responsibilities. Not everything you do is of equal value. It doesn't mean that you're better than someone else. It means each role in an organization has specific assignments and tasks with it based on what work needs to be done. And you, with your qualifications, with your strengths, with your skill set, we need you doing that. You can't do both jobs or more than one job well. So why is delegation so darn difficult? See if you have said any of the following. I don't know if I can trust her, him, or they to do it. The employee isn't qualified to do it. They don't want any added responsibilities. I don't have time to show someone how to do it. By the time I would explain it, Selena, I could have had it done. So I'm just going to do it myself. Okay, I see. I can see through this visual space between me and you. A number of you just, you know, identified that that one's you, right? It's just faster if I do it. They already have enough to do. I don't want to give up this task because I like it. I'm the only person who knows how to do it. This employee messed it up last time, so I'm not giving them anything else. I shouldn't push my work off on someone else. I'm not passing my work onto them. I'll do it. Oh, that list goes on and on. And guess what? I am just as guilty. So let's define this first. Delegation is the process of assigning responsibility and authority to someone else to carry out a specific task, project, or decision-making authority. In the leadership context, it involves entrusting a team member with some responsibility while retaining Oh, 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 note this, while retaining overall accountability for the outcome. Let me say that again. I don't just assign it and entrust that team member to do it. I hold overall accountability for the outcome. 
that's what makes us nervous because you're not a slacker if you're listening to this because you want to do leadership well. And when you have to trust someone else to do it on your behalf, it may come back on you. Because as a leader, when I delegate and I transfer that authority to somebody else to make decisions, to take actions, to complete the tasks, it doesn't mean that I'm abandoning the responsibility. It remains my accountability for the overall success of the project. Yet effective delegation is critical for us as leaders because if we don't build the team who reports to us, we can't take care of higher priority activities or more strategic uh, tasks, right? Or thinking, right? Just other stuff that we're responsible for when we take that next move. It's a different body of work. So sometimes I see leaders going back to those tasks their team members are doing and not giving them up because that's what they know. This more strategic, bigger picture, wider organizational leader stuff, harder if you've not done it before. When we step into a leadership role, we are now not only responsible for our team, but our our time, but our team's time. So delegating tasks as allows us to focus on those additional responsibilities. It helps us develop skills with our team. It empowers them by giving them a sense of ownership and autonomy over their work. When we do this well, by the way, it increases productivity and efficiency. It can when we do this well, foster a collaborative work environment, encouraging teamwork and mutual support. It also helps us grow new leaders. Ultimately, that is our calling leaders for us to grow the next group of leaders who can step into the roles that we hold now so the organization continues to be sustained, right? Better decision-making. Encouraging delegation also means leaders can benefit from diverse perspectives and ideas from team members. I don't know about you, but I can sure get stuck in my own head. I fall in love with ideas. I get really crabby, just ask my team. And every time I take an idea back out to them, it's better. There's so many darn good reasons why delegation is important. And there's a really good list of reasons why we don't like to do it. However, we need you to. You are not going to be successful doing everything you're doing without effectively learning delegation, without helping your team learn new skills, grow and collaborate. And here's the hard part is when you delegate and they don't do it, it falls back to you. And I know from personal experience, I can get really crappy about that. Like I shared that with you. It was your responsibility. And here I am. It's on me. So what can I do to be clear in my communication? How can I be clear in setting expectations? What do I need to do to make sure my team has the resources and support? And how often should I check in? Because I want to trust my team. I want you to trust your team to the level that you're able to. 
ultimately, we're still trying to drive performance. Whatever mission, purpose, goals you are going for, and we can fear loss of control. We might lack in trust. We might hold ourselves to a higher standard of perfectionism. We might be insecure so we don't give it up to somebody else because they may look better. I may not know who to delegate to. That's lack of awareness. I may not feel like I have the time, time constraints, because it's going to take me more time, but then they've learned it, right? Fear of mistakes, reluctance to build others. Control-oriented culture is also one that comes up in the reading. Past negative experiences, like last time I did this, they didn't do it. So, okay, we need to somehow figure out how to set all of that aside. You, me, anybody else listening to this and reflect on the benefits. Advantages of delegation include productivity, skill development, and team empowerment. We are holding ourselves back when we don't do it well. We also need to make sure what the right tasks are. Not everything should be delegated to everybody. And then we've got to choose the right person. Yet leaders, we carry the weight of communicating this clearly. What is the objective, the expectations, and the outcomes? We need to be specific on deadlines, resources, and constraints. And we need to provide the support. What are the steps you can take to help somebody learn what they need to learn? If I don't take the time to show them A, they're never going to know step A. But if I show them A, next time I can teach them B. And then they know A and B and I can show them C. Leaders, that takes some planning on our part. That takes some trust, open communication, the ability to give feedback, and to learn. This is a skill that can improve with practice, but you have to work on it. And it's really about meeting your team member where they are at and helping them get to where you need them to be, but always in relationship to the work that needs to be accomplished. The reality is there's a body of work that has to get done in every single organization, every single team, and we're responsible for doing exactly that. It is the responsibility we carry. So if they are highly enthusiastic and highly skilled, great. Trust them, empower them, give them the resources and get out of their way. If they have the enthusiasm, but you're building skills, we have to coach. We need to walk alongside and build skills. If they have the skill set, but for whatever reason, do not feel engaged or enthused, We've got to figure out a way to re-engage them. Like what's missing there? Why are they disconnected? They have the skill set. We know they have the potential, but they don't want to. That's my job to find out. And true story, if they're low skill, low low enthusiasm, you're going to have to be more direct. And while a lot of the models would suggest that, I still want you to dig in with questions. Do we have them in the right position what is going on? Why Why do we have someone in a position where they are low skill, low enthusiasm? So where to begin? I want you to think about the assigned task that you're going to delegate. Is this uh, temporary or is this part of the long term? 
What is the importance of completing it? And what is the benefit to the employee? You need to be able to name those items first before you sit down into a conversation with them. Make sure that they have the authority and support to do it well and get their input once you've shared it with them. My number one response to the statement, but I have too much on my plate, is then tell me what's on your plate because then we have a prioritization issue. If they are overwhelmed, if they can't take on something that I just really decided needed to reside with them, I need to find out what those barriers are. Tell me what's on your plate. Then you can decide what the next steps are. Put a plan together, support them along the way, and remember they are not going to do it just like you. Let me give you an example. If A and B are required to get us to step C, if step A, step B are required to get us to C, the question really is, can you do B your way and I do B my way? Or does it have to be done a certain way? Now, you work with processes way more risky and complicated than A, B, C. Here's my point. If I can do A and each of us do B our own way and C comes out the same as we need it, then I need to understand that you're going to do B your way and I'm going to do B my way and that's okay. But if it is a legal, uh, a compliance, a regulatory issue that B has to be done a certain way to conform with customer specifications or to conform with a certain safety rule, then I need to be clear. You can't do it your own way. And here is the why. Three letters of a really powerful word. Why am I delegating this to you? Why does it need to be done in a certain way? And why do I believe you can do it? There may be resistance along the way. And you'll need to work through that. And yet the follow through and what can we can learn from this process is how we get better together right? When we trust ourselves to delegate to others, not only do we become better leaders, but we don't hold them back. I want us to see the potential in others around us. And leaders, we need you doing what you need to be doing in your roles. So this week, as you consider your own response to delegation, how you might delegate to other people and reverse it, how other, your manager might be delegating to you. Let's think about this with some new insight, considering how ultimately we do this better together. On behalf of the Workplace Chameleon, Learn something new today, smash some of those mental health stigmas that remain, and make good choices. Because until next time, I remain yours, Dr. Selena 